All right, well, good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight here at Lighthouse Discipleship Center. We're going to be continuing our Bible study tonight on the new year and the Holy Spirit. We're in the second half of the book now. Uh, I'm talking about the Holy mm. Spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's, uh, we're still in chapter 9. We should be wrapping that up tonight. Uh, we're just uh, entitled Baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so uh, we're in this uh, third actually fourth section heading uh, in that uh, chapter uh, entitled A Separate Experience. So if you have your books and you're following with us, you can turn to page 72. So A Separate Experience. So again, anyway, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, you can follow our previous Bible studies. <coughs> They're archived on our website, lighthousediscipleship.org, as well as our YouTube channel, Lighthouse Discipleship Center. And uh, and so uh, you can follow us there. You can also donate uh, just before the year is over uh, for a tax write-off this year. But anyway, uh, our, at our website, lighthousediscipleship.org. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you for following us tonight. Excited about getting into this teaching tonight on the Holy Spirit. I'm also doing a series on the Holy Spirit on Sunday mornings. A little different, different, different approach, definitely. But at the same point in time... Um, uh, feel free to join us on Sundays in regards to that. So once we get all dialed in here, we'll, <coughs> we'll get started. And uh, um, Sherry will read for us, uh, and then we'll talk about it. So anyway, we good? Okay. So The Bible makes it clear that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is a separate experience from salvation. The only way you can miss this is if you have some kind of religious prejudice against it. In Acts 8, Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ. Seeing the miracles he did, many believed and were water baptized. Acts 8, 5-12 When the church in Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Peter and John to check it out. They arrived, saw those who had been saved, and then laid hands on them to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Acts 8, 14-17 Some people assume you aren't really saved until you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Acts 8 soundly refutes this. The Samaritans had received God's word, were born again, and had been water baptized. If they had died before being baptized in the Holy Spirit, they would have been ushered into the very presence of the Lord himself. Salvation saves and the baptism in the Holy Spirit empowers. Certain disciples at Ephesus also demonstrate this truth. And it came to pass that, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. Acts 19, 1 and 2. Apollos had been zealously preaching Jesus wherever he went, Acts 18, 24 and 25. However, he had left the company of the disciples before Christ resurrected, so they didn't know about the baptism in the Holy Spirit either. Aquila and Priscilla had to take him aside and explain the way of God to him more accurately, Acts 18, 26. Before this, Apollos had already made some converts in Ephesus whom Paul found some time later. When he asked, Have you received the Holy Spirit? They answered, 
We have not so much as heard whether there be any holy ghost. <coughs> Acts 19.2 Sounds like many Christians today. I was raised in church, but no one ever told me I could be supernaturally empowered by the Holy Spirit. I didn't know he wanted to come and work miracles through me. Our church didn't believe in that. We were saved but stuck. Besides winning others to the Lord and singing when we all get to heaven, there just wasn't anything else to look forward to in our Christian lives. I was ignorant of the fact that God had provided a victorious, abundant life on earth for me. Apollo's converts believed in Jesus, but didn't know that the Holy Spirit had been sent to anoint them as their Lord had been anointed. Paul picked up where Apollos left off and shared with these Ephesian believers how they could receive God's power into their lives. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Acts 19.6 Okay. So again, we're picking up this chapter here, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Specifically in this chapter, we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And some of you might be thinking, oh, they're one of those churches. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and it's in this specific, specific section of this chapter, uh, Andrew brings out how the scripture is very clear that being baptized in the Holy Spirit is a separate experience uh, that we have after salvation. We don't have to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be saved. But Andrew would say, he might get there, so he might get there sooner, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at that same point in time, uh, I like how he brings out, I think it was in the second chapter here, uh, but uh, how salvation saves, but uh, uh, the Holy Spirit empowers. And uh, there's an empowerment to live a Christian life. It's an empowerment to live a godly life. It's an empowerment to live a supernatural life, you know. Andrew grew up in a church where he didn't—he was a kind of like the Church of Apollos, where they never even heard of the Holy Spirit. They heard about the Holy Spirit, but they didn't believe that. Uh, they didn't, were never taught to believe that God wanted to do miracles and supernatural things through them. God wants to do supernatural things through you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Paul makes that very clear in First Corinthians chapter three and First Corinthians chapter six. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells in you. God wants to empower you. It's not just for him to dwell as a little, uh, you're like a little hideout. No, you're the light of the world. You're the soul of the earth. God wants to empower you to be a witness to, to the end of the earth. And so, <coughs> we need that empowerment. And, you know, and so, What's that, what's that on tell? Well, we're going to be studying about that over the next few weeks as we go through the remainder of this, of this book and talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And that, we took the first half of the book, we talked about being saved, and that's the most important part. And that, we're not taking away from that. We're, but now we need the empowerment to live a godly life. And Christianity should be very exciting. It should be fun. It should yes. be awesome. It should be super, the supernatural should be the norm. If you're bored with your Christian life, you have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm not trying to, uh, uh, or you have not experienced. Or you need to be like uh, Timothy. Paul says, "Fan the flame that's within you," and it's time to it's time to get on fire. And some of us who are spirit filled, you know, it's time for us. It wasn't just you know, uh, you know, 
there's some things that we do just to get certified so we can do the job. It's not just some type of certification. It's an empowerment. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a cop without a gun. I mean, let's, let's do this thing. You know, uh, any true cop never wants to have to be in a place where that actually fired that gun. But we're, we're, we're the church. We're the church, even the, especially in these last days, especially all that's going on in this world. It's time for us to be different. It's time for us to be empowered. And it's time, because we need to bring people into the kingdom. And we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be empowered to do so uh, effectively and efficiently. Anything you want to add? Yes, there's just so, there's just so much about the Holy Spirit. I mean, even in, in one book of Andrews is how much, how, how good and, and, and well thought out it is and definitely led by the Holy Spirit to reveal the Holy Spirit. But like Dave, uh, is on Sunday mornings, he's having a, a series on the Holy Spirit and knowing the Holy Spirit. And he made a comment that as much as we have know and have a relationship with God, and, and we're to do that, and we are to know and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we are to do that, we are also to know and have a uh, relationship. relationship excuse me, with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, and He's so much more. I mean, Jesus said He's our teacher, He's our comforter in... First Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 9, it says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. And, and he goes on to say that, that we can only know spiritual things by the spirit. And... This is the same spirit who raised the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is not only dwelling in us, but that same Holy Spirit resurrection power is in us to, to empower and enable us to do mighty things. Jesus himself said we were going to do more, uh, more, uh, miracles and, and things that, than he did. And it's because we have the Holy Spirit. I mean, the, the God of the universe. The Holy Spirit is living on the inside of us. I mean, I don't just want a marriage certificate. I want everything a, a marriage to Dave entails. And, you know, I, I want everything God has for me. And if Jesus himself said, ask and I'll give you the Holy Spirit, uh, I, I think it's a good thing, <laughs> a very good thing to do what Jesus himself uh, said. You know, Jesus said himself as he was getting ready to go to the cross, it's expedient for you that I go. You know, can you imagine, most of us, could, I'm sure have imagined at one point or another, walking with Jesus for three and a half years in his ministry, being one of his 12 disciples, if not at least being the 70 or the multitude, that at least got to see him face to face and experience Jesus, God in the flesh. Uh, you know, yet Jesus said it was more... Uh, what we have in the Holy Spirit is more than what Je the disciples had when he was on the earth. And so, you know, so I know some of us, that's hard to comprehend. And the disciples, I'm sure that was hard to comprehend before they received the Holy Spirit. But, the whole, I mean, look at the, the, the uh, Peter. Look at the, the apostles. 
they were just a motley crew before they the cross. They all fled and scattered when he uh, was arrested, went to the cross, and they were fearful. I mean, they they had a big bark, but uh, no no bite. Uh, but when once they received the Holy Spirit, they were bold. They were bold, yes. and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, and they preached the gospel with boldness. And God was adding daily those who were being saved, and they were going through persecution. There was all kinds of persecution. They were stoned. They were thrown in jail. They were all the apostles were martyred except for John. They tried to boil the guy. He wouldn't die, so they put him on the uh, island of Patmos and uh, to isolate him, kind of like you know. In prison, sometimes you go to uh, solitary um, um, uh, confinement. So, solitary. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I said that wrong. I'm not a prison guy, so I don't, what do I know? Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, but that was the best they could do. They couldn't kill the guy. They tried, tried to fry him, and he wouldn't die. And so they put him on an island, and yeah, he got the book of Revelation that most of us are reading a lot these days with the end-time events unfolding before our eyes. You know? Um, but... Uh, it was it was awesome. He saw John saw things uh, that no one else ever saw. The only other closest one to probably saw something like he did was Daniel. Uh, but at the same point in time, he just saw some awesome, awesome things. He saw, and so uh, anyway, uh, these were these were men who were just fishermen. They were just ordinary men. They were fishermen, tax collectors, and uh, all kinds of uh, uh, things. But then they got filled with the Holy Spirit. They were mighty men of God. And so uh, we 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 don't have to have the whole, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be saved, but it's in, it's empowering it, you know. Um, you know, there's there's some things in life we don't have to have, but it sure makes a big difference when you have it. You don't have to have a car to have a decent life, but it's sure it's sure helpful when you do have a car. Um, you know, there there's some there's, I can give a lot of illustrations with that. You know, you don't have to have it to to live. But it sure makes a world of difference when you have it, you know. And so, um, anyway, so uh, it, um, it just uh, we, the, the Holy. And we're, we're going to get into this last section here. We're just finishing chapter nine. In case you just joined us, uh, we're going to be getting into uh, the last section here of this ninth chapter. Impact the world, and the, really, that's the goal. You're not getting the Holy Spirit just so you feel good. You're not just giving the, the Holy Spirit so you have gifts, kind of like, uh, you know, stripes on, uh, little bars on a, on a soldier's, uh, chest, or uh, stripes on their, on their side, or notches on their gun belt, like a cowboy. You got the Holy Spirit so you can be empowered to do something. And, uh, they're for the church. They're for the edifying of one another. Uh, if, if you've got gifts but you're not edifying people with it, then you in a sense, you're wasting those gifts. In a sense, you know, it's not so you feel good. It's so you, God can use you. It's not for you. They're not for you, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've seen it in so many superhero movies through the years, and their superpowers were not for them. They were to be used for for something, okay? And with great power comes great responsibility. Anyway, there's a whole bunch to teach on that. You have something else? Uh, no, just just the the thought of the the title of this next section without reading it. Um, in in Acts one, it, Jesus himself just is just before uh, he ascends to heaven, but he says in verse eight. 
but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus himself is saying you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And also um, Peter in chapter 2 he quotes from Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. You know, if, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God himself says, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. And like Dave says, what does all mean? All means all. And that's all. All means. All means you, be us all can have the baptism of the Holy Spirit because God himself says that he will. All right, let's go ahead and we just uh, finish out this chapter. Uh, again, we're chapter 9, talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we're going to end out this chapter with impact your world. So, And if any of you has have not received the Holy Spirit, please reach out to us via messenger our website and and we can walk you through it if you have any questions as well uh, impacting your world millions of people alive today can attest to the separate distinct work of the holy spirit in their lives after salvation although many born-again christians in western countries deny this experience the majority of believers in the rest of the world have welcomed the baptism in the holy spirit Africa, Asia, and South America have experienced some of the greatest outpourings we've seen in recent times. Miracles regularly happen, and churches sometimes number into the tens, even hundreds of thousands. The vast majority of believers involved in these outpourings have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues. Across the body of Christ worldwide, the parts that are experiencing the most gro growth are those who believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Most traditional denominational churches that fight against this gift have either stagnated or are suffering serious decline. Spirit-baptized believers are progressing in the Christian life, doing most of the effective evangelism and making the biggest impact for the advancing kingdom of God. Do you want to be where God's power is moving? Are you hungry to experience excitement in life? Do you long to join the winning side? You'll find all this and more among believers who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, this is exciting, again, you know, to impact our world, uh, the Holy Spirit. Got, you know, I mean, we think it was awesome for Jesus to come the first time, and he did, and he came for a reason, mainly to die for us. But he gave us, and he said, when I go, you're going to have the Holy Spirit. We can impact our world. I mean, 12 men, 12 unlearned men that never went to Bible college, they never went to seminary, or cemetery, as Andrew calls it. Uh, they never went to any of that. The Bible says they turned the world upside down, or right side up. And so, uh, and they didn't have technology. They didn't have iPhones and iPads and, and technology and live stream. They turned the world upside, the known world upside down with the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did not start his earthly ministry till he received the Holy Spirit after he came out of the the the, the, the baptism the water baptism waters of John. 
uh, he came, he was, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. And so, Jesus didn't start his ministry. He told the disciples in Luke 24, don't start them, don't wait here until, excuse me, until you receive power from on the high. You know, again, you don't need the Holy Spirit to be saved, but if you're going to be effective, and you didn't just receive Christ so you go to heaven, yes, that's a major part of it. But of all you, the only reason you receive Christ is what you can get out of it. That's a, kind of selfish, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, praise God for what we get. I'm not trying to minimize what we get out of salvation. Don't get me wrong. At the same point in time, it's not just about you. That's selfish. And uh, and and you know, uh, but the Holy Spirit will empower you to to. In, uh, you know, I'm reminded of the apostles when they were being persecuted. They didn't revolt against the persecution. They asked God for more boldness. When the, when, when, the, when they were being persecuted, they asked for more boldness. And if we can have, we need boldness in this hour, in this day. All the things that are going on in our world, all the wicked, all the <coughs> animosity towards Christians and, and around the world, and it's coming into the West here. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate in this country. We haven't seen a lot of persecution, but it's coming. It's 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 at our doorsteps, and um, and we need boldness by the Holy Spirit to do what God's called to do in this generation. I mean, this is a <coughs> yes. There's horrible things going on in our world. I'm not in agreement with a lot of the stuff going on, but these are exciting times. All the apostles, including Paul, Peter, James, John, and Jesus, said these last days would be like this and even worse. So we shouldn't catch us by surprise. It's we need all the tools on the tool. Or just like a cop needs every tool on that on that tool belt. The gun is only one tool on that tool belt. There's other tools on that tool on that on that tool belt on that under on the officer's belt. The Holy Spirit is one of the major things we need, uh, not only to survive, but to thrive in these last days. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And like I'm trying to teach on Sundays, can I take it from a different approach? Yes, we'll talk about the baptism. Yes, we'll talk about tongues. Yes, we'll talk about the gifts. But more importantly, have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, I'm sure, with here as well. Um, anything you want to piggyback on? No, I think I'm good. Okay, let's go to the next chapter, chapter 10. The full package. How many of you want the whole enchilada? You want everything God has for you? I want the full gospel, not half gospel, not quarter gospel, not a, not a, not a pinch. I want the full package that God has. This is probably a very silly analogy. But, you know, when you get a Christmas gift, especially as a child, and you get a toy, it usually says batteries not included. Bummer. Uh, but <laughs> it, it, if, you, if you want this Christian life to work, you need the Holy Spirit, our battery, so to speak, to give us power. You know how disappointing it is to unwrap a gift and it says batteries not included? You unwrap it and you can't even get to enjoy it yet. Unless your parents or whoever... Get, or whoever Gave you the gift for it's thoughtful enough to get the batteries too. And, and I'm not saying that I'm not using this analogy, saying that that 
God's cheap and he's not giving us the, the full package because he is. He gives the full package with the battery, the power of the Holy Spirit. So that might be silly, but it, it just came to mind. It works. Jesus often referred to the Holy Spirit as the comforter. He'll function in your life many different ways. The Holy Spirit will abide with you forever, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. John fourteen sixteen. Wherever you go, whatever you do, God himself will be with you. The Holy Spirit will comfort you through challenges and difficulties, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them, which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. 2 Corinthians 1, 4. He'll also enable you to minister God's comfort to others. The Holy Spirit will be your teacher, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. John fourteen twenty six. He'll also remind you of everything the Lord has said. The Spirit of Truth will testify to you of Jesus. But when the Comforters come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of Truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye shall also bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. John fifteen twenty six and 27. He'll also help you bear witness of Jesus to others. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, again, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I want the full package. I want everything that God has for me. And uh, if if God thought it was important enough to give it to you, even if you didn't understand it, don't you think you want whatever God says you should have? Uh, you know, and Jesus said it was, I mean, any of us, I mean, how many of us would just, again, I, I know I just said this a minute, a few minutes ago. How many of us would have loved to walk with Jesus, if not for three and a half years, just one day? Give me one hour with him. Give me five minutes with him. You know, Jesus said it was more expedient that we have the Holy Spirit. And so, I mean, there are different aspects of the Holy Spirit. He's our helper. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. He's our guide. He's our teacher. None of you, none of us came to God. None of us received salvation. Excuse me. Without the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Holy Spirit drew you to God. And if we're going to draw, if God's going to use us to draw other people to God, we need the Holy Spirit. Because no one's going to come to the Father without the Holy Spirit drawing them. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't happen in any other way. Um, um, you know, there's just so many aspects of, to the Holy Spirit uh, that, 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 you know, we'll, we'll talk and we'll have some chapters here about the gifts. We'll have some chapters here about tongues. And those are important. And I'm not watering those down. Don't get me wrong. But if that's all you're focused on, with the Holy Spirit, and you don't have a relationship with Him as your guide, as your helper, as your counselor, as your teacher, you're missing out. It's like it's like in a sense getting a toy for Christmas, and you're not using every aspect of that toy. You know, there's some things. There's some things I, I've had, 
And I never knew I had it. And I had it for all these years. And I, I just never used it in full. Uh, uh, you know, I never used all that I had. Because I didn't know what was there. And yet, the goal of the Holy Spirit is not the gifts. The gifts are a tool. And we'll talk about that. The goal of the Holy Spirit is uh, He's your helper. He's your best friend. I'm bringing out some scriptures and I'm going to bring out some more this Sunday. Now, He's your friend. Depending on what translation you read, the message brings it out. He's your best friend. I mean, He's closer than a brother. He's, he, he's, he's a good friend. You know, you can, I mean, some people, I, I, I mean, I watch Anna Green Gables. Some of you have seen that uh, TV or movie. And she, at the beginning of the movie, she has a, a window friend. It's not even a real friend. It's an imaginary friend. And yet she has this relationship with this uh, uh, window friend, which basically is herself, a reflection mm -hmm. of herself, you know. But at the same point in time, you know, you can have someone who's better than that. And so, because uh, even in this earth, even a good, even your best, best natural friend, May you might have a time where you guys get in a fight, get in a feud, get you 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 are in a bad mood, or you just uh, rub each other wrong, you you know whatever the case may be. And friends come and friends go, but he will never leave you. If you need wisdom, he's there. If you need help, he's there. If you need empowerment, he's there. I mean, he. I mean, we talk about the the fruit of the spirit. I love the one. I love temperance. I love self control. Because if you need self control in life, and we all do, that's that's a that's a fruit of the spirit. Kindness, goodness, all these aspects of the Holy Spirit. It's it's all it's an all package deal. The gifts are just one aspect of it, and I'm not minim I'm not trying to minimize the gifts, but I'm also trying to teach something here. Because I met so many people, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, that's all they focus on. That's the only thing they talk about. Praise God for the gifts. And the Corinthian church was out of order with them. They were wild. And Paul brought some, some, some order to some of that. And there's some churches, they're not out of order. They're just dead. They, they need to get them started. They need to do them. They need to operate. I'll take a Corinthian church any day. That's that. That's a, but at the same point in time, uh, let's not get so focused on the the gifts and tongues. And we're going to talk about that. And most of us are not using them enough. So, so it seems like I'm two. I'm talking about two two different camps. And one side, we're not using them enough. At the same point in time, when we do use it, that's all we do is the gifts. I, ho I hope you heard my heart. Is that we're not doing it enough, and then when we do do it, the only part of that Holy Spirit we focus on are the gifts and the tons. And we need the gifts and the tons, and we need to do them more. I think we should pray in tons daily. Andrew does. He'll spend hours in tons. We marvel at people like Joseph Prince and Andrew, and yet they spend a lot of time praying in tons. They use the gifts in their ministries. Andrew flows very fluently in the word of knowledge, in the word of wisdom. Sherry flows fluently through the, the interpretation of tongues. You know, we, we need to use the gifts. But it's not just about the gifts and nothing else. There's a whole package here. He's your helper. He's your friend. He's your counselor. He's your guide. He's your teacher. You need counsel? 
I mean, mo- most secular counsel, if you go see a counselor, it's de- I'm not trying to put anyone down, it's demonic. And I don't have time to go into all that right now. But he's he's your counselor. He's your guide. And there are going to be there are going to be times where in these last days it's going to get so dark that we need the Holy Spirit to guide us. Because he says, "My sheep know my voice," and we need to know His voice. And it's not just about the gifts. And I yes, at the same point in time, we need to use them get more. We need to flow through them fluently. But at the same point in time, it's not. The gifts are not the focus. The gifts are a tool. You know, I mean, we use tools to make. Uh, we had uh, some barbecue steak tonight. My whole lot in life is not about the barbecue grill, but I'm glad we have a barbecue grill so we can cook steak. We could cook it on the stove, and we've done that before. Uh, we could even put it in the oven if we wanted to. <laughs> but it's not, the, we have a kitchen. We love the kitchen. It's one of my favorite rooms because there's food in there. But at the same point in time. The whole house is not just about the kitchen. It's not about the refrigerator. It's not about the stove and oven. It's not about the pots and pans. I have the pots and pans so I can cook good food. I have a barbecue so we can grill up some good grub and eat it. But it's not just about the barbecue. It's about the steak. But then again, it's not just about the steak. It's about having a good quality life. We don't have steak every day. You know, we have other things. Uh, and so, I hope you get my point. Uh, how, you know, there's some people who have barbecue and never use it. <laughs> I was like, Wait, how could you do that? I have a barbecue so I can use it. And we use it quite frequently during the summer. It's a little hotter in the winter because it's not daylight. But that won't stop me. I'll go out there. The flames give me light. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but at the same point in time, I'm, 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 I'm trying to make a point. Don't make the tool the focus. But if you got the tool, let's use it. The, the 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 Holy Spirit is not just a machine. It's not just a mechanism. It's a person. He's a person, and he wants you to have a relationship with him. And with this person comes many gifts, and many fruits, and many benefits. I mean, he's in one sense he's a uh, um, a jack of all trades, if I can. Put it in some way. There's more. There's more than just one aspect of the Holy Spirit. The relationship, and that relationship to me is is more important than the gifts. I'm not saying we don't use the gifts. I'm not saying we don't pray in the Holy Spirit. But the, the, having a relationship with Him is. Uh, it's a, I want the full package. And if you have a relationship with Him, you'll use the full package. But if you don't have a relationship with him, you're not going to, one, you're not even going to know what you have. Two, you're not going to even know how to use it, how to access it. But if you, ha- if you have a relationship with the King of Kings, if you have a relationship with the greatest, I know there's a lot of evil spirits out there, but the Holy Spirit is the greatest spirit of all. And he trumps them all. And you can have a relationship with the spirit of all spirits. If I can put it that way. And so, you can take him anywhere. Even if our country outlaws this written Bible, and I pray it doesn't, but even if it does, I can take the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, anywhere. 
Bible says he's written his word on our hearts. I pray, and I'm going to keep using this as long as I have it. But even if I, this is taken away, the Holy Spirit, I can take him anywhere. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I can be free, and I can use the free, and there's something that no one can outlaw the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can go places no man can go. The Holy Spirit can change people's hearts that you can't change. Holy Spirit, we'll get into tongues. You can pray perfect prayers. When we pray in the flesh, we don't always pray perfect prayers. Sometimes we're too timid. Sometimes we just pray things that are just not accurate and they're not right. But the Holy Spirit prays perfect prayers. And that's where power of tongues comes in. And we'll talk about that later. But uh, anyway, anything to share? I just... I just want a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit because he's the one that reveals Jesus. Yes, he gives us power, but to reveal the King of Kings and Lords of Lords, I mean, man, uh, if, if God hadn't said, I'm giving the Holy Spirit to you, I think I would chase him down like Peter Pan chases shadow because the Holy Spirit is just awesome. Um, and this is just a, odd side note um, and I'm only bringing it out because as a child I was confused but there are times when either the Bible or even Andrew will interchange Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost one in the same it's we're not talking about two different two different things here two, two different persons Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost same same one in the same um, it just it thoroughly confused me as a child, so I wanted to make it clear for anyone else who might be uh, confused. But uh, we just pray that you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit as well as God the Father and Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, one of our Bible teachers uh, told us in a nutshell kind of the roles of God the Father, uh, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He said that. God the Father had the plan. God the Son, Jesus Christ, was the plan. He implemented the plan. And the Holy Spirit, God the God the Spirit, reveals the plan to us. And I know the Holy Spirit, like we've just been talking about, is more than just the revealer uh, of, of God's plans. But uh, I thought that was a, a neat and succinct uh, role uh whatever you call it, ex explanation of the roles of, of uh, the Godhead. Fine, let's go ahead and read the next section. It's better that I go. I already kind of touched on this, but let's read, let's read it. It's to your advantage that Jesus is in heaven and the Holy Spirit is on earth. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. John sixteen seven. Jesus could only be in one place at a time when he walked the earth as a man. Now, through his spirit, he can be with every believer all the time. The Holy Spirit will convict and convince. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more. 
of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. John 16, 8-11 He convicts you of not trusting Jesus. He convinces you that you're righteous in Christ. And the devil who constantly hurls condemnation and lies at you is judged. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. And he will show you things to come. John sixteen, twelve and 13. The Spirit of truth will progressively share Jesus' words with you as you are mature enough to handle them. He'll even reveal things yet to come. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. John sixteen fourteen. He'll receive things from the Lord and show them to you. God's power will flood into you as you are baptized in him. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the, unto the uttermost part of the earth. Acts 1.8 Wherever you go, you'll be an effective witness. We're going to do so much elaborate here about, you know, it's a bit better that I go, that the Holy Spirit will come. You know, we don't understand. You know, Jesus is as a man, because he humbled himself to become a man to die. Couldn't be a, couldn't be more, more places at once. He wasn't omnipresent as a man. He is as a son of God, but he's not as a man. But the Holy Spirit can go anywhere and everywhere we go. All right, there was something I was going to pick it back, back on to. Oh yeah, this whole verse from John 16, you know, how the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin and of you of righteousness and uh, uh, and of judgment. You know, I was going to piggyback on that last part, judgment. You know, I get so many people through the years uh, come to me about the devil, the devil this, the devil that. And, 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 and yes, there's a devil, you know, but at the same point in time, the Holy Spirit will remind you that the, Holy Sp the devil is judged. We need that reminder. <laughs> and the, Holy Sp the devil has no authority in my life. He's judge. And I'm not here magnifying the devil. I, re I recognize him. But I, I'm here magnifying God. I'm here magnifying my righteousness in him. I'm magnifying that. The devil's judge. We need to remind him. See, the devil only has, author only has a, a power that you give him. If he can deceive you in thinking that he is more powerful than you are if you are in Christ. If we are in Christ, we are more powerful than the devil. But he can deceive you to thinking that he's more powerful. If he's got you, he can only work with deception. Can he do things? Yes, he can. But the devil can only be one place at a time. He's not omnipresent. Yes, he has demons and all that stuff. But the Holy Spirit is greater than any other evil spirit. And God and the blood of Jesus and who we are in Christ, our righteousness, is greater uh, than the devil. And, you know, I, um, the, the devil is, is horrible. I mean, there's so much I can talk about. But I'm not here magnifying him. I'm here magnifying who we are in Christ. 
And the Holy Spirit is our teacher, our reminder. And he'll tell us what to do. You know, it was Jesus received the Holy Spirit before he went out into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil. But the Holy Spirit brought the scriptures, I believe, the remembrance to Jesus so he could counter the devil. So he could overcome temptation. How did Jesus overcome the temptations? By the word of God. Every time it is written, and he, he gave, and that's how he overcame temptation. You can overcome temptation by the power of his word. But the Holy Spirit will be the one who will remind you what the word says. And what word to preach on. And what word to teach. And if we have to cast out devils, then we will do so by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Excuse me. Hopefully this is making sense, you know. Um, there's so much that we have, but Jesus said, better than I go. You know, we have the same power to raise Christ from the dead. We have so much. Jesus said, everything that he did, we can do because we have the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus do? He he fed the multitudes. He raised the dead. There's some communities. He healed everybody. Because the only place where he couldn't heal was those who were not in faith. But the Holy Spirit can empower you to preach the gospel so that faith can come and so you can heal them. Faith only comes by the word of God and the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And he can bring the scriptures to remembrance that he can power you like Peter. He can power you like Paul. He can power you by the apostles who preach the gospel. And they saw many come to the kingdom. The Holy Spirit will empower you to preach the gospel. And then once you preach the gospel, then you can heal. You know, uh, um, who was it? I think it was David Cho. Uh, David Cho is, has a, I don't know if it's the case now, but he had the largest church in the world in, in uh, South Korea. Uh, it's actually Assembly of God Church. David Cho, and he, he had a book uh, that I've read before giving his testimony and uh he wasn't always a christian but he 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 uh he grew up in a poor uh lifestyle whatnot anyway uh david cho uh says when you know he, he says here in the west america we have church backwards he says that at his church they do te they might they do teaching first and then worship last he goes because here in the west you, he, he calls it a concert. He goes, you guys have a concert. And then you have teaching. And then once you have the teaching, you send them home. <laughs> he goes, they, when they come in the door, they don't have any, they don't have, they're not walking in faith because they've been working all week and doing all their stuff. And I'm paraphrasing the way he said it. He says, but you've been, you've been preaching a message. And when you preach a message, their faith is high. And then you send them home. He goes, not, not us. We preach the message. We preach the word of God. And now that their faith is, is, is activated because of the word of God, now it's time to heal the sick. Now it's time to heal them. Now, it, it, you'll see this. Jesus, oftentimes he taught the word of God, and then he began to heal the people. Remember when Jesus got into Peter's boat? He taught the word of God, and then he launched out the deep, and there was a miracle of the fish. Oftentimes, Jesus taught the word, and then did, then he did heal him. And I'm not saying that some of our churches don't have a ministry time afterwards. But some of it is real quick. We're, we're busy. Where are we going to go have Sunday lunch? We're busy. We're, you know, different, uh, you know, the, uh, and I, I'm not saying we have to necessarily change the way we do everything. 
But I do like the uh, point the point of view that David Cho brings out is that you know sometimes we send people home too early. <laughs> it's time to do church. We need the Word of God, and we need the worship, and we need this fellowship. But we also need the power of the Holy Spirit to do work in our lives. And the church, in so many, we need the full package. And we have such a Holy Spirit. We, I mean, we can have church all week long because we have the Holy Spirit wherever we go, whatever we're doing. Where he can, you can take the Holy Spirit to work. You can take the Holy Spirit to court. <laughs> You know, I used to do good on tests because uh, in, in some of my classes, because I would pray for a word of knowledge what the answers were. I didn't do it all enough. I should have done it more. But I, God would just give me, uh, you know, uh, that doesn't replace studying. I believe we need to study and do our diligence. And I'm not saying I cheated that way. You know, Holy Spirit's not a cheater. But there was sometimes I studied and I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, I don't know. It depends on how they ask the question. If they mean this, then, you know, some some test questions, it's hard to know what they actually mean. Well, if they mean this, then the answer would be this. But if they actually mean this, the answer would be this. Uh, so, Holy Spirit, what do they mean? <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes I just use the Holy Spirit to, to help me. What the answer is. Uh, you know, I used to, my background also used to be, I did a lot of bookkeeping. And every once in a while, I'd be balancing the books, and I get I get I get into a snag. I just can't balance this one this one situation. And sometimes when that happens, I start getting frustrated and whatnot. And finally, I just walk away for a moment, maybe get a glass of water, take a walk, use the restroom, and then I just pray in the spirit, Lord, what's the answer? Tell me, find out the problem. Where where am I missing it? Where is this? Why is this out of balance? Usually there's a human error somewhere. Usually something was posted wrong or whatever the case may be. And the Holy Spirit will reveal it. There was one time I lost my phone. <laughs> and uh, this is a kind of long story, but I'll, I'll keep it, make it short. And uh, I was driving. I realized I didn't have my phone with me. I had it when I started the trip, but I didn't have it then. And so I asked the Holy Spirit uh, where, where, where the phone was. And he told me. I didn't like the answer, but uh, he told me where it was. I had I, uh, an hour earlier. I had ran out of gas in a busy intersection, and so I got out of the car to push the vehicle across the intersection to into the gas station. It all ended well, but it was a little embarrassing. And he told me, you know, he always said, "When you got out of the car to push it, you dropped your phone." <laughs> and so I went back there. I don't know what's more embarrassing: running out of gas or stopping out, in the, stopping in the middle of the intersection to pick up your phone. And so I picked it up. It was a warm day. The phone was fine. It worked. It was a little warm, but it was there. The Holy Spirit told me where my phone was. I've heard people praying in the Spirit, and God tells them where they left their keys. Sherry had a situation. It's a long story, but she was out uh, as a caregiver. She was watching her client, and a dog got out. And it was one. It was one, that situation where the, the client says, "Whatever you do, don't let the dog out." Well, the dog got out. And some dogs, when they get out, they don't want to come back. And this was the situation. So Sherry, it was a hot day. And if, if you get a hot day, Sherry's not going to be in a good mood on a hot day. Heat and Sherry don't mix well. Okay, it's like oil and water. Yeah, not that I put down. We all have our, our things that, that get us off. So don't, 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 don't uh, get on her case. But anyway, yeah, she, she, it probably just had it too, probably helped. So she just prayed in the spirit. 
And that dog stopped in his tracks, turned around, and sat, sat at Sherry's feet so she could pick it up, put it back in the house. I mean, uh, we can tell you story after story. And these are just some practical things. And I don't think it was so much about the dog or the phone or the keys, although they're important. But he's our friend. He's our helper. And the, he, I believe by doing some of those things, and, and anything is impossible for him who believes. At the same point in time, if we can learn how to have a relationship with God, in every area of our lives, not just spiritual matters, but in every area of our lives, who doesn't have a good friend who, don't, who doesn't want to be a part of their lives? I'm not saying you know, I have friends that have to be a part of everything we do, but I do like having a small group of friends that they are just involved in our lives. Well, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in every area of your lives. Sherry and I, we don't have secrets. We want to be involved in each of our lives. I'm not saying we don't have moments where we just need 10 minutes where we just need some space or whatnot. You know, maybe she needs a break from me, not because she wants to be away from me. Sometimes I can just be a goofball. And she just had enough of my jokes for the day, you know. I'm just, you know, she... And then sometimes, I, I don't know, I just... And then I need some guy time or something. I don't know. Uh, most of our churches we've had, we had a lot of ladies. And sometimes I just need some male bonding. Yeah, you know, uh, that's just something Sherry Camp provides. Um, and so, um, now that she, she is my best friend, not just my wife, but sometimes we just, you know, I don't know how I'm getting off all of this, but I'm just, I'm trying to describe friendships. In this best friend relationship, we will be involved in every, in every aspect of each of our lives. For better or for worse. For richer or for poorer. Um, but uh, the Holy Spirit wants to be involved in the area of your life. Not just spiritual matters, because really everything's a spiritual matter when it comes down to it, uh, in one way or another. But, you know, He wants to be involved in your lives. You know? There's sometimes when the Holy Spirit just tells me to call so-and-so. And we call so-and-so, and they say, How did you know we were going through something? Well, I didn't know. But the Holy Spirit did. And the Holy Spirit just knows when to call, when to call. And sometimes I, these are lady folks, and so sometimes I'll say, Sherry, why don't you reach out to so-and-so? Because uh, sometimes a lot of times she'll reach out to the ladies. Uh, and so, you know, and uh, not sometimes there's nothing going on, but sometimes it is. And it was just, a, it was a divine time that, that for her to call. And, and the Holy Spirit is our guide. And uh, the Holy Spirit is awesome. When you learn to have a relationship with Him, and then, you know, we had someone reach out to us the other day about something. And he said, I just felt God's telling me to do this. I said, well, then do it. <laughs> if God's telling you to do something, I know what God's telling you to do. It didn't come from the devil. And I know it's not your flesh talking, because your flesh doesn't want anything to do with that. And so, so if it's not the devil, it's not the flesh, guess who it is? Ding, ding, ding. Holy Spirit. And so, you know, and I'm not trying to make fun of anything. I just think, you know, because well, we're all there. And and so, uh, we need to learn to hear the Holy Spirit. And how do you do that when you get a relationship? I can pick Sherry's voice out in the crowd of a hundred people. Why? Because I know her voice. I know her voice. I know my mom's voice. Uh, you know, there's some voices I just know. Um, it's not because they're a distinct voice. And I can, I can kind of make them out in a crowd of people. But, uh, uh, you know, I just, uh, uh, I mean, I used to, and this is funny, I'll, I'll end with this. I used to work at a school, and there was a um, uh, spaghetti place across the street. And I would go in the teacher's lounge and order my lunch and pick it up. 
But I called so often that they knew my voice. Uh, I didn't even have to say hi. And I called the same time, you know, for a period of time. And and the other teachers who were in the teacher's lands, all they heard was, hello, yes, okay, and hung up. And they go, I thought you were going to order lunch. I go, I did. He goes, oh, you said hi, hello, uh-huh, and okay. What did you order? <laughs> and on the other end, she just said, hi, Dave, the usual, yes, okay, you know. And, uh, and so, I mean... Uh, she just knew my voice. Uh, there was a pizza place I had for a while that I started going to. Same thing. Uh, he goes, is this Dave? Yeah. Usual? Yeah, okay. You know, they just knew your voice. I don't have a relationship with them, but they just knew my voice. I had a relationship at that same time as almost every day, uh, you know, for a while. But, uh, you know, anyway, we can know the Holy Spirit's voice. We can have a relationship with Him. And if that's golden... That's golden. I can teach you how to, I can give you a fish dinner, or I can teach you how to fish. I can teach you how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you can take Him anywhere. Because he, There's nowhere He's not allowed. And even if He's not allowed, He's not going to comply. He's gonna, he can go anywhere you invite Him. Well, see, that's that's the thing. The Holy Spirit lives in you, so whether you invite Him or not, He's with you. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's songs that we've seen. I remember I've seen them too. We welcome the Holy Spirit. And now I don't like those songs. Why? Because He never left. We left. He didn't leave. He's always there. If you wake up in the middle of the night, He's there. He's like that puppy dog. You know, He's always there. He's waiting for you to wake up anyway. You know, and there's some, I, I believe there's sometimes, there's sometimes where God wakes me up in the middle of the night just so He and I could talk. And, and God can multiply your sleep. There's been many times God's woke me up in the middle of the night so I can pray for so and so. Or just have a time with God. And I, I, I woke up the next morning like I, I, I slept two nights in a row. You know, God has a way to multiply your sleep when you're doing it His way. And there's sometimes we can't sleep because we got so much on our mind. Well, pray. Get in the Spirit. Pray. Get it off your chest. Get it off your mind. Give it to the one who can only deal with it anyway. You can't. And so, and He will give you wisdom and and guidance. God's given me dreams and visions and stuff. I, there's, I usually get a, what I consider a God dream almost every week. And, you know, and, and God gets just give me, down, you know, download some stuff, some vision, some direction, some whatnot, you know. And uh, um, if we need to pay attention. The Bible says in these last days we would have dreams. And so it's time to dream. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care what your nationality is. God, the Holy Spirit is multicultural. He, it's time to dream. And if you still have breath in your lungs, you have a purpose. And God can use you. And you can do, you can have the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit than the other ten spies. And Caleb said, I'm stronger at 80 than I was at 40. And uh, so, uh, you know, um, God can use you. If you have the Holy Spirit, you are no match uh, for the enemy. Or no matter what it is. And so, uh, the Holy Spirit can mature you. Some of this takes time as far as maturity. But at the same point in time, if you can keep at it, you're going to mature. 
You know, you're plugging into the right source. You're going to mature, and you can mature a lot faster uh, if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, look at these 12 disciples. They were unlearned men. They were not scholars like Paul. They were not, Paul used to be a Pharisee, so he was a scholar. They weren't scholars. They weren't, these Pharisees, that's all they did was study the the, the Torah. These, These disciples didn't. They were fishermen. They were tax collectors. They were thieves. They were they were, they were kind of like Robin Hood, you know, the Prince of Thieves in one sense. But they got the Holy Spirit. They were totally different. They recognized that these men had been with Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. They even asked him, "By what power are you operating?" It was the, there was such a power that Simon the Sorcerer wanted to buy this power, and Peter rebuked him because his heart was in the wrong spot. But the power was so obvious that people noticed it. What's different about you? What's power? What do you get this power? Where do you, how, Simon the Sorcerer, how do you buy this power? As evil as that was from Simon the Sorcerer to say such a thing, or even think such a thing, that tells me that something was evident that he wanted to buy it. I mean, this was a, this was someone who, who worked with witchcraft. He understood spiritual matters as far as the evil side of spiritual matters. And he wanted to buy this power. It was something that was powerful. And it, uh, the world might not be able to explain it. The, people, the world might not be able to identify with it. But it should be evident. It should be evident that they come to you and say, I want what you have. And so, but there's some of us, they don't want what we have because we are just as poor as they are. We're just as broken as they are. We're just as struggling as they are. And the church has painted itself as poor as a church mouse. The, uh, where we, the best we can do is a bake sale. When the world is doing all the, and I know, I'm not, it's not about finances, but the Holy Spirit can lead us and guide us to to have the resources to do what God's calls to do, to be where God calls to be, and to go where God calls to go. We there should be no lack in the kingdom of God. Uh and I'm not just talking about finances. I'm just like even resources and 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 and, and, and wisdom and power and, and uh, just resources. I mean, uh it, it just we are the head and not the tail, we are the above not beneath, we are blessed and not cursed. We are the lender of many and the borrower of none. Our storehouse should be plentiful. It should be full. Why? Because we are a part of the kingdom of God. And how do we access a lot of stuff? To the spirit of God. The spirit of truth. Uh, I know we need to wrap up. It looks like we're, we're over. Uh, but I did want to comment. Uh, Dave already mentioned it. Uh, but Andrew said that um, in the very first paragraph of that section, Jesus could only be in one place at a time when he walked the earth as a man. Now, through his spirit, he can be with every believer all the time. And that just thrills me beyond words that the Holy Spirit is with every single believer who asked, and he's always with us. It's not that I have to wait my turn or or wait for a convenient time. The Holy Spirit is always with me, and He's always with you, and and I mean, with I don't I can't even count because I don't know how many believers are on this earth right this moment. 
but the Holy Spirit is with every single one all the time speaking and teaching and leading and guiding and comforting each one of us and he's wooing and drawing those uh who haven't come to christ he's wooing them uh to to himself as well amen well we are out of time and this is our last bible study for 2020 uh, so next time we see you we'll be in a brand new year and I know there's a lot of things going on in our world right now, so we are uh, definitely praying about uh, the things going on in our country, praying for our president, our vice president, and all uh, all, all that's going on. So, but we, we're going to speak a blessing over you over this new year. There's a, there's a verse in the Psalms, I don't have the reference, I want to say it's Psalm 65 verse 11, but I may be wrong on the reference. Um, but he says he's crowned the year with his goodness. And his past drip with abundance. And God, God, you know, I apply that every year. <laughs> because this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'll rejoice and be glad in it. And so, uh, you know, every day that, that sun goes up. And I understand sometimes it doesn't go up because there's, there's no sunshine because there's clouds. But it's still up there. And so, uh, God has made every single day. And there's another opportunity to do the things for the kingdom of God. And so I just speak blessing over you, over your family. Some of you have been struggling because of COVID and loss of jobs, and uh, everyone has a different story to tell. But I speak blessing over your finances. I speak of blessings over your family, over your health. Anyone who has COVID or any other disease, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I curse it in Jesus' name. I speak life, the, flow, the blood of Jesus to flow through your veins. I speak wisdom and, and guidance and counsel and health, not just physically, but also emotionally. Some of you need emotional healing. Some of you, you've had some, some horrible things happen to you, and you just need to, to be whole. It, it says in Third John, verse 2, I pray that you be in good health as your soul, you would prosper, and as your soul prospers. Some of you, you're, you're doing okay financially. You're doing okay physically. But your soul is wounded because it goes deep. It goes deeper than deep. But the Holy Spirit can touch that. The Holy Spirit can go deep like that where I can't. No man can. No spouse can. No, no girlfriend or boyfriend can. No parent or child can go that deep. But the Holy Spirit can. Even the deep things of God. And so, should I just speak that blessing over you? Speak that blessing over this church and this ministry. You know, uh, Sunday I'll, I'll hold up our uh, tithe envelopes. Uh, I mean, we will be sending out our statements for the 2020 season of the tax statements. And I usually do that on the first or last Sunday of the year. Uh, and so um, I just want to speak a blessing because all that seed, all, every single dollar that's come through this ministry is seed. You know, we're, 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 we're in our sixth year now as a church. And we're a small church as far as the size and whatnot. Um, but God, we started this ministry without a dime to our name. We had no money. And yet, uh, now, after six years, God has bought through you, our partners, over a quarter million dollars, $250,000 in the last six years. That's awesome. 
That is awesome for a church this size. Some I know I understand some churches might make that in a year, but we made that in six years. I'm just thankful what God has done. You know, when Jesus multiplied the, the fish and the loaves, he took what he had and he gave thanks for it. And we give thanks for every seed, everything that people have given us so that we can we're in, you know, we're in every continent. We're in every continent with this message. And uh this week I've been ministering to a guy in Nigeria. Uh, you know, uh, I've been, and another guy in Pakistan, I've been ministering to him on, online. And so, uh, you know, this is awesome because of people like you who have given, we can do these things. Are you, is yeah. it okay if I, sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to interrupt. I know Dave already spoke a blessing, uh, with this year being over and this new year coming. Um, but I feel like someone needs to hear this. So if you're going through, like just something really hard or maybe you've had just a hard year or longer. I just feel like God is saying this to you. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. I just want to end. Uh, I'm going to pray in tongues just for a second here, and see if Sherry has interpretation. If not, we'll just move on. But I'm just going to end with this. And I never try to push it, but if she has something. Uh, I just want her to be able to share that. Okay. I feel like the Lord has flipped over a, a leaf or a page for somebody who thought that their situation would never change. But God, but God has has turned the page over. Amen. Receive it. Receive it. I know I do. I know it, it goes kind of with the, the verse I read, but um, your winter, your your season, your pain is over. Receive it. All right. Well, God bless you guys. We'll see you Sunday at 11.15 a.m. We'll start live streaming as we're talking about uh, knowing the Holy Spirit.